welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up, guys? Hope you're having a great Saturday. Today, we're doing Etsy print-on-demand shop reviews. It's episode 26, and we're going to be taking a look at a shop called Atis Elegant Designs. So we're going to see what, what they got going on, what they can improve upon, what they're already doing really well. Looks like they, they've already got almost 900 sales, so this should be a good one. Let's get started. Quick reminder, take advantage of the free weekly print-on-demand giveaway. Tomorrow, two winners are going to be randomly selected, and they are going to receive licenses to Flying Research, print-on-demand research tools of choice for me, Automate POD, print-on-demand design creation automation, All-American Graphics, premium pre-made graphics to help you with your design efforts, and Bubble Scout, my go-to niche research tool for Redbubble. You can find a link at the top of the description, and again, it's free. Also, while you're in the description, take advantage of my eight-day print-on-demand mini course that walks you through step-by-step how to get started with Printful and Etsy. And last but not least, join my print-on-demand Facebook community. I'd love to have you there. All right, let's take a look at this Etsy shop. All right, here we are at Atis Elegant Designs, and I'll drop a link to the shop in the description in case you want to check it out. So the first thing I noticed when I loaded up your page is that the banner image that you've got up here, uh, it is 233,000 kilobytes, and it's a rather large banner. Like You may want to re-export it as a JPEG and reduce the quality to bring down the file size because it loaded slow on my computer, which is like a desktop that's got a hardwired fiber optic connection. So if somebody's on like mobile or just slightly slower internet, it's going to load even slower. So that's something that you might want to be like conscious of. Um, Anyways, let's get to the shop. 899 sales. Buyers are raving. The shop got multiple five-star reviews in the last seven days. Great. You've got a description, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, soft, comfy, trendy, dog, cat, family-friendly, uh, okay, cool. That's nice. Um, visit your other shops. Then you got a link to your other shop as well. That's cool. Wait a second. This is your other shop? Whoa, you're crushing on Etsy. You've got another shop with 22,000 sales. So you already know what you're doing on Etsy. All right, then. Um, well done. You have selling random stuff, Monopoly houses. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, everybody, take note. You don't need to do print on demand. You can just go buy a bunch of Monopoly sets and sell the cards. Um, anyways... It's kind of like an eBay shop, but on Etsy. Interesting. Um, Let's look at the print-on-demand side of things, though. So you got your featured collection. Let's check it out. Um, I definitely, if I was just going to, like, show somebody what I prefer as far as the uh, thumbnails and how to mock up shirts, like, I really like this one right here uh, and just how it shows off the design, the great contrast, white foreground, black shirt um, versus, like, this one. The Doberman Pinscher, like, sweatshirts, uh, his and hers, you know, because, again, I always like to mention that the amount of space occupied by the design itself relative to the full thumbnail, um, you want that percentage to be high, you know what I mean? You want the design to shine, to show through, because when we're looking at your shop, it's like, okay, well, we're on your shop anyways, so you're going to get the sale, but most customers, they do a keyword search on Etsy, and it's your listing and everybody else's. So you need to like really kind of show off the design because that's what, you know, that's what they're really buying. They don't care like what the the sweatshirt's made of or what brand it is, Gildan or Bella Canvas. You know what I mean? Like POD sellers know that, but the customers don't don't usually. Um, anyways, I mean, it looks like your designs are pretty spot on. 
it looks like you're going a route of just putting graphics on. I typically don't go this route, but it doesn't mean you won't find success doing it. Um, just, you know, I personally typically add text uh, and try to get indexed on, you know, adding the text. One thing you might want to do too is do that like loss leader thing where you take one of your sizes and it could just be like one color and one size, right? So it could be like the white hoodie in size small, you know, depending on who you use for fulfillment. If you use like Printify, for example, typically a white or black product, you know, I've done price research on Printify, uh, typically like the, the two primary colors have the lowest costs, you know, where you as you might have a higher fulfillment cost associated with like other colors. Um, so take like a white size small and reduce the price to like $25 or $29, whatever. And then when people are in search results or on your shop, the price that they see will be that one skew, you know, the one color and size combination that has the lowest price. Um, so that, that'll definitely increase your click through rate. As far as like running a sale, you know, I think everybody should constantly run a sale. Um, you're not running a sale, so it's not helping you stand out in search results to not run a sale. I'd, I'd rather run a sale than offer free shipping personally, but um, you've got, you know, a ton of Etsy sales on your other shop, so you, you obviously know what you're doing. Um, when you do the man and woman both in the mock-ups, I'm not a fan of it. Again, I'd rather just have the design really showing through big and bold in the center and kind of on the fringe outside of the thumbnail show the product that it's it's mocked up on. Um, because chances are, you know, Etsy's intelligent enough. Like if you sell the same design on a, a coffee mug, a t-shirt, and a hoodie, and somebody searches for primary keyword hoodie, you know, Etsy's search function's intelligent enough to put the hoodie in front of them instead of the t-shirt or the coffee mug. So um, it's okay if, you, you know, the, the actual product itself isn't like shining through the thumbnail because it's really the design that's going to set you apart. And... The other side of it is that, you know, I I always, like, we know as print-on-demand sellers, if I list a Gildan 64,000 shirt or a Bella 3001, you know, we're going to market them to men and women, and, I mean, I don't know about you, I'm speaking on behalf of myself here, like, I don't think I ever saw a single return to date because of the unisex aspect, you know what I mean? I know I don't think I ever saw a return because a man bought it and they thought it was fit for women or vice versa. When you put your mock-ups and you have the man and the woman in there, it just, to me, like, I'm just speaking to my own, like, personal opinion. I might be hesitant to buy it because you click the hoodie and then you notice that all it offers is size. You know, it doesn't say women's or fit type, right? And then I'm thinking, oh, well, these are unisex. Maybe I'll just go find one that doesn't look like unisex. And I just think if you just put the hoodie in the thumbnail and somebody comes here and they're buying for a man or a woman and they select the size, you know, seeing small men's or medium men's or large men's to me doesn't imply that it can't be worn by a woman as opposed to just putting both in the thumbnail to me. I don't know. It gives me like mixed feelings about you might lose sales to people that don't want a unisex product because it might be fitted differently to, to a customer that doesn't know better is the perspective I'm kind of speaking to as opposed to like as a seller. I think we we're more aware of how it goes. Um, other things like, I mean, you're not adding text to many of your designs. I typically, you know, I like to, I like to take a design like this, you know, this, uh, sunset with the, um, wiener dog, right? Is that a wiener dog? I'm not good with dog names. I, I just, I'm a chihuahua guy, but like, I might take this design and I might go l- like either Google search, Amazon search, 
Etsy search, whatever, find a bunch of text that I can associate with this niche, which would be the dog breed. And then I would just sprinkle in the text and then I would swap in and out the text and make like five, 10 more, however many different shirts that utilize the same graphic with different text. Cause you're going to get indexed on, you know, obviously you can pick generic keywords like funny wiener dog shirt, but then also try to get indexed on whatever the sub niche is based on the text you put on that design. That's my approach. You know, it's, it's getting the most um, out of it for your time. Um, overall though, it looks like your designs are pretty good. Like you're sticking to good principles here. Um, some of these like skeleton ones I would make bigger. That's one thing I would do. Like, I think you've got room to like enlarge those and it never hurts to, to kind of zoom in. Um, what else you got going on here? You got a lot, a pretty wide variety of shirts. I would just keep pushing. Uh, you've already got 900 sales. So, I mean, just, just keep pushing whatever you're doing is working. Uh, the 2150 price point, like if you're going to do that, it does seem a little steep, but what if you marked your shirts up to $25 and then ran a sale and brought it down to 2150? All of a sudden, 2150 doesn't seem so steep relative to 25. You know what I mean? So I, I'm a huge fan of running a sale because of how easy it is um, on Etsy. Um, overall, though, I mean, yeah, you're on you're on track. Like, I, I really like these shirt mock-ups. This is what I was referring to, where it's like you're really letting the design show through, and you can still tell it's a t-shirt, right? And you know, people who are looking to buy a t-shirt and a black t-shirt, I don't think you're going to lose any sales by having your mock-ups situated the way that you do here. Um, so yeah, I think you're doing a great job. I would keep it up. Uh, I don't know that there's much else to say. I mean, you've got a whole bunch of sections. Anybody that's watching this, take note. I am a fan of using sections. I typically use sections by product type, but I mean, I don't, there's no right or wrong way. The sections are over here on the sidebar on the left-hand side, by the way. Uh, and that is something that it's easy. You go to your uh, inventory in Etsy and your shop manager, and then uh, just create sections. Like there, it's it's weird how the shop managers got it. It's like three columns. Your primary navigation is on the left side. I'm pretty sure the sections is all the way on the right side, and it's kind of hidden away. But click there, add sections, and call it cat shirts. Create a section for birthday shirts. Create a section for animal shirts, and then when you create listings, just add them to the sections as you go. A uh, nice way of keeping your stuff organized. And also, as you can see here, it's shown on the front end of your shop to assist customers in um, browsing your listings. Thanks for watching this video, guys. Before I leave, I wanted to remind you, I wrote a full print-on-demand course walking you through how I make six-figure print-on-demand sales every single year. It's extensive. It's very detailed. It shows you how to start, scale, and automate your business. It covers all of the major e-commerce platforms. And yes, at the end, I did say automate, meaning you can kick back and relax, and your business will grow with minimal effort, guys. So you can use the link in the description to find out more about that opportunity. Thank you for watching. Please like and subscribe if you haven't already, and I will see you tomorrow with a new Top 5 Niches of the Week video. Mm-hmm.